Blonde Dick at Yale? Oh, please. Yes. Blonde Dick at Yale. Yeah. It's a little long, but I think we can <laughs> do it. But I think it. we can do it. All right. Count us down. <laughs> okay. Five, six, seven, eight. Blonde, Blonde Dick, Dick at Yale. Yale. Perfect. I thought great. that was great. We did a great job. I'm proud yeah. of you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here we go. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to No More to Consider with Tara and Haley. I'm Tara. This is Haley. Hi, Haley. Hi, Tara. It's great to see you on this on this beautiful Friday morning. It is so nice to see you. <laughs> <laughs> so I texted you this morning and told you that I was going to either wash my hair or go get coffee. Yes. And you would have to wait and see what happened. Yeah, you said I would get to see it live. <laughs> yeah. And obviously I went and got coffee. You chose the coffee. But it was because I realized the Christmas drinks came out at Starbucks yesterday mm. at the date of recording yesterday. And I was like, I had to go get my chestnut praline latte. That's my favorite. Ooh, I've never had that one. Oh, it's so good it kind of is reminiscent of brown sugar which i know you love so yeah like, i do maybe like put it in your rotation maybe like switch out the syrup or something because mm. i really love it it's okay. my fave Copy but that. the reason i wanted to tell you about it because on my way home i saw lorelei's jeep you did i did and i was like i know i made you. the right choice yes. because it's always a good omen it's that i'm going in the right direction mm-hmm. and i wanted mm-hmm. to pass that on to all of you i, I know love that just I love like, that for let's you. start this episode with good vibes. Yeah, sending good vibes you Lorelei, only. Lorelei Jeep, good vibes. Yeah, um, truly. I was in the right direction, which was getting coffee, which was towards washing the my hair. <laughs> you know, I told you about this after the fact, but I saw Lorelai's Jeep outside of my apartment building the day of our live show, and I, I sent know. you a picture of it afterwards. I was like, oh, by the way, saw this the Jeep. happened. Yeah, crazy. It just means good things are coming and I, or like you're on the right, you're going in the right direction is kind of like where I feel like it's like you made a good choice to get to the place that you're at. Um, So I feel like we can extend that to all of our listeners today. Yeah, I've made a good choice by pressing play today. It's true. (laughs) We hope. But yeah, I saw that right before our live show and it was actually good luck, I felt. It's a nice little good luck charm yeah, for us. I thought that it, it went is. really well. We were so happy to see all of our listeners who came out. Oh, oh my gosh, God. Yeah. That was so lovely. I love that we got some gifts. We got some hugs. We had people come some down friendship from bracelets. Canada. Oh my I gosh. Annie Hi, Annie. Hi, Annie. <laughs> oh my God. It was just so lovely meeting all of you. We had a fun I time. I went to see Amy Sherman Palladino. I posted this on our Instagram and on my personal Instagram. Um, my costume just didn't work out. Didn't yeah. work out. It didn't come together. It didn't come together. But um, you ended up wearing your beautiful little Emily Gilmore dress, which I love. I know. At the moment I saw that dress, I was like, I have to be Emily Gilmore. Like, 1, I just saw it and I was like, I just loved it. Yeah, And totally. the best part about it is my whole family came as, like, the extra characters, I guess. I loved like, it. They came as Jackson, Suki, Luke, Lorelai, and Rory to mm-hmm. my Emily Gilmore. Obsessed. And it was just, it was so much fun. Who we had such a good time. Well, my older sister who couldn't make it, she messaged me and she said, I would have been your Richard. <laughs> That's a writer to die right there. <laughs> yeah. And she said her husband wanted to be Paris, but they couldn't make it because they're in Florida with their little babies. With their baby. Speaking yeah. of Paris, my mom showed up as Paris last minute. She like I know. put a little C, a little Chilton C on one of her blue blazers and showed up. I love yeah. it. I, I love great. the amount of people who showed up like Luke. 
Like that oh my one God. was like that was fan so favorite. funny. So many people <laughs> just showed up as Luke, and I love that you were like, if this was a different kind of show, we'd make you all stand up and fight each other. Yeah. <laughs> and one of my friends who showed up as Luke was like, I was actually excited about the fight. I would have done it. I would have won. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of, uh, Brett showed up dressed as Luke. He actually put a little coffee pot in his backpack and brought it to work with yeah. him so he could come straight from work as Luke. And he he gave me even though. You know, Luke doesn't do this, but it was still very fitting. He gave me a bouquet of daisies, yellow daisies. Yeah. And he said, it's not a thousand, but... And I was like... Could you imagine oh. if he would have brought a thousand in his backpack with his coffee pot? Well, you know what's so funny? Christy <laughs> messaged me and she was like, honestly, ASP math may make that a thousand. <laughs> I know. And then she was like, I think that... Amy Sherman Palladino invented girl math. I said, yes, she did. She did. She was she girl math before a the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> Here is 1,000. Honestly, I loved it. No notes. Yeah. But we had such a great time. We played one, two, three. He's yours. Halloween edition. Yeah, we played. A, we played a couple of regular rounds, and it was so funny because I made the slideshow, and yet I completely forgot yeah. what I actually put in the slideshow. Like enough time had passed. It was kind of nice. It was a surprise for all of us, including me. And yeah. I ended up. Uh, forgetting completely what yeah. I had done so I was like I at first was like do I want to put in my own one two three he's yours and then I was like yeah because I will inevitably forget because we've yeah, done like totally. five rounds so I was like I don't remember <laughs> yeah. which round this is so yeah. uh it was very fun we had a great yeah. time we laughed a lot and then we brought yeah, up some we... listeners to do like I a know. spooky edition of one two three in, he's yours impromptu we were like you guys are just gonna come up on the stage it's not how we had planned it but it, it was just, amazing it worked out it was great it was so perfect we played some Mad Libs with the Halloween fan fiction that we did on the episode on Tuesday, yeah. which was absolutely hilarious. Oh, my God. I was laughing so hard. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. Yeah. Um, I'm really happy that your sister Hannah had kind of brought to your attention before. Because, you know, Haley and I are, are um, procrastinators. Not <laughs> No, we're little procrastinators. So, like, we don't feel very inclined to do something until it's, like, right up to the yeah, 11th hour. We, have, you know? we both have ADHD. Yes. <laughs> And so uh, we were like day of in your hotel room, like, OK, let's let's make these Mad Libs. But we also literally like didn't build cackling, it. just <laughs> laughing. But your sister Hannah was like, have you ever seen the Jimmy Fallon Mad Libs? And I yes. was like, I had never seen it. You had never yeah. seen it. And when you showed it to me, I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. This is what we're doing. This was like yeah. four hours before our event. Truly. <laughs> just us like she, typing what we're going to She had shown do. it to me the night before and I was like, have you seen this? <laughs> no, it was amazing. It was so perfect. Yeah. Um, so we did Murder Mystery Mad Libs with the episode that we built for y'all last week. And then we had Eli Rallo come out, who is an author, a content creator, and also a podcaster. Yeah. And um, also a TikToker. And a TikToker. Um, she's better known as The Jar on TikTok. I believe she's changed her name now, but that yeah. is kind of how she started. And um, she's Gilmore Girls fan and she had a lot of really insightful things to say. We're definitely going to have so her on the good. pod. Um, yeah. She has some hot, spicy takes. But I what I loved most about what she said is that she and her boyfriend have been proclaimed by her mother as Paris and Doyle, which like you do yeah. not hear very often. And I just of people find... admitting it because like they're like, we're, we're Luke and Lorelai. And Always. Like, Are you really though? You? And she was just like, no, we're Paris and Doyle. Just like. <laughs> and I was like, like what? Came out what with goals? It. I'm obsessed yeah. with that. So that was a lot of fun to hear and a lot of fun to have a great conversation with her. Like we could have talked yeah. for hours and that's what we told her. Yeah. We were like, we're going to have to reel it in simply because we could go on about this for hours. Yeah. And she will come on the podcast because in like we had a conversation with her before um, 
like a meeting with her before the event and she has like some of the spiciest takes I've ever heard before but like facts to back it up like that's what my mom really liked about her was that when she said that she had a specific feeling about specific characters which we won't reveal here um (laughs) she was like I was like oh wow and then she kind of came with the facts to back it up and I was yeah. like I love that her reasoning was great yeah that's like Mandy when she was like my sister-in-law when she was listening to her she was like yes 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 she it was, was so like, funny I don't feel I this way see, but I get it I could see Brett in the audience and Brett's only like halfway through season three so he definitely got some spoilers the other night yeah which I'll get to in a second but he I could see him out of my periphery while Eli was talking just nodding his head and being yeah like, yeah <laughs> She had the whole audience convinced. And so I'm really excited that she's going to be on the podcast because, like, she has spicy takes, but she, like, honestly couldn't be a kinder, nicer person. So fun. Um, Such a love. It was really great to have her. Great to meet her. But yeah, we just had a great night. It was really fun to be together, as always, even though it was a very short trip. And it was our sixth time being in person in general, our fifth time yeah. this year, which is such a blessing. So One day we'll stop counting. <laughs> One day we will because there will be way too many to count. But yeah. um, we're really excited because this will be the first of hopefully many live shows. We are planning on doing a little tour in early 2024. Yeah. So keep your eyes open for that and your ears. I guess your ears tell you. because <laughs> this is an audio situation. I know, at the but moment. I just figure on Instagram, we'll announce it. We'll also announce it, you know, on we our will. podcast when the time is right. But the other night was so much fun. Like I said, uh, it was interesting to have well, I, first of all, had a lot of people in the audience and my friends who had never seen Gilmore Girls. Like my two best friends, mm. Gerardo, and my other best friend, Haley. Um, they had never seen the show. And Haley came backstage to help me with my hair. And we were chatting about it. And she was like, I don't know what's about to happen. And they had the <laughs> best time. And Good. Brett, who's only like halfway through season three, he brought um, Scarlett, his sister, and her boyfriend, Dave. Dave listens to the podcast periodically because he has a podcast about running called yes. the Power Motion Picnic Hour. It's very fun. He's like one of the most knowledgeable people I know but he doesn't know the show he and his uh, podcast partner listen to it periodically though because when (laughs) they were starting their podcast he was like can you help like guide me on what equipment I should use like any any guidance that you can offer and I totally was like hell yeah Yeah. because we had no idea what we were doing when we started maybe all the people who listen to us while they're running can um, listen to Dave's podcast. Yeah, can also listen to that (laughs) podcast. It's because it's not just about running. You know, they talk about a myriad of things. Um, But anyway, so Scarlett and Dave also showed up with Brett, but they had never seen the show either. So it was very interesting to hear that they enjoyed it, despite the fact that they were like, I do not know any of these characters, but I had a blast. So I love that. I love that. I, I think that that's kind of like the aim. It's like to like, of course, like listeners who you know know it as well as we do but I feel like people who listen to the show don't always like have like a you know like the knowledge base of the listener is um up in the air varies and so I want to like make sure that like anyone can have a good time because like my dad he's only ever seen it like like he all of his Gilmore Girls knowledge is like through osmosis totally that's how my dad is as well yeah Oh, I love meeting your dad, and he had the best time. He was so proud of you. He had the best time. He could not stop crying. Like, any time was like, oh, my gosh, you're Haley's dad. You should be so proud. Like, he literally, after that night, he called his mom. (laughs) No, he didn't. Yeah, he called his mom, and he said – my grandma obviously and he was like mom I felt like Taylor Swift's dad <laughs> oh that's so sweet he, he was, was like, so everyone, lovely everyone to knew me. who I was it like, was so wonderful to meet him we talked about he asked me what my favorite movie was and then he asked me oh for that's my top, the question he loves to ask that question I can tell yeah and then he asked me what my, what my top five favorite movies were he was shocked yeah. that the first answer out of my mouth was when Harry met Sally 
He was like, mm, you yeah. are an old soul. I said, I am. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is like his question. He's like Captain Question. He'll ask it like from like a waiter I at a restaurant it. that we have it. to it like, you know. It feels like his barometer to time. get to know people, which I think is really It really exciting. is. Yeah. And we bonded over the fact that we both love Back to the Future. He said that that yes. was um, part of the reason that he decided to become a doctor. Really? Yeah. Back to the future? Because he said that after watching that movie, he realized that the choices that he makes today will impact where he lands, you know, 15 or so years from now. (laughs) And he was, then that was when he decided that he wanted to become a doctor. I know. I was like, oh my God, I just liked it because the car was cool. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, I don't think that the doc, like, like, what? I don't think Doc I don't in that think movie was like, Brown was that inspiring. I don't think he was like a real doctor. Oh, oh that's God, really so cute. Funny. But it was really nice to meet him. I got to meet your mom, Kathy. Yeah, Justice Suki. They were Suki oh, and Jackson. They were and they so were just... cute as Suki and Jackson. Your mom committed. Yeah. I loved it. She she had a great time. Um, but my favorite thing is people were like, oh, I met your parents. Your dad was crying. <laughs> I, was I like, love I'm that so, so much. glad to hear it. Wait, can I tell you a story about your mom that is hilarious? Yes, you so, can tell everybody I heard about this. Story <laughs> my mom was like, my mom was I texting didn't even talk me. To her. I didn't even talk to her about it. I was like, yeah, it was so funny because I asked her if she met your mom and she did not tell me this story. But please oh my tell the God. world this story. My mom was like texting me and Hannah, my sister who's doing my makeup backstage. She was like, which one is Tara's mom? And I was like, just go find another like woman your age and like ask her if she's Tara's mom. She's probably that probably is her. Kathy told and- me that she actually went to my Instagram and <laughs> scrolled back to see if she could yeah, find pictures of my mom. So and funny. She did. And she saw her and she went up to her and she goes, hi, are you Tara's mom? And your mom was like taken aback and she said, I'm Kathy Haley's mom. And she was like, oh, my God, I thought you were about to ask me my drink order. Because <laughs> your mom was dressed as a chef. Because <laughs> she had like the chef's coat on and she had an apron tied around her waist with like a handkerchief front. Like she looked like Suki. Oh, and, my um, God. So funny. Your mom thought she was. And like my mom and I joked about that beforehand. I was like, oh, my God, people are probably going to like ask you for a drink or something. Yeah, and it was and your then mom who it did was it. my mom. <laughs> My mom is such a silly goose, Jeannie Beanie, but she Killed loved me. meeting your parents. She loved them both so much. She was like, Haley's parents are just so lovely. <laughs> she I'm really so did. Glad to hear that. She loved it. Well, I'm glad that our parents got to meet, and I'm glad that I got to meet your boyfriend. Yes, you got my... to meet Brett. Oh my God. That yeah. was like such a surreal moment for me. And I loved what you said to him. You were like, my wife's boyfriend. And I was yeah. like, yeah, it's true. <laughs> and Brett, when we took a picture, he was like a family portrait. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh my God. So funny. It was very sweet to see the two of you meet. But I was worried about Brett coming solely because I didn't want him to experience any spoilers. You know, I want to preserve as much of this as possible. Right. And he walked away with two very interesting pieces of information he was very surprised by the strong reaction from the audience about max medina in a positive way because max medina gives him the ick and yeah. he was mm-hmm. like i have to watch the max medina part over again because did no, i don't. miss something i said no you didn't <laughs> we didn't. had like a lengthy conversation about it i said you know i think that a lot of the reason why people are endeared to max is because they're endeared to the character and feel like Lorelai's you know interest in Luke um her just not being right for Max you know is is kind of the reason why it didn't work out yeah and they just weren't right for each other but that doesn't mean you'd have to you know endear yourself to the character just because he's a nice guy and it didn't work out between the two of them if he gives you the yeah ick, he gives you the ick but I think for a lot of people that's what it is yeah and Scott Cohen I what mean, a Scott charming Cohen man. Rules. Yeah. But the second piece of information that he walked away with is that, you know, he's heard the name Logan Huntsberger swirling around, right? <laughs> he Have thought... you never seen him? No, because <gasps> he's only halfway through season three. 
Well, had he ever seen a picture of him? Was this his first he knows, time? He knows Matt, who Matt Zucri is. I've told okay. him before because when a preview or promo for American Horror Story came up, I said, that Ugh. guy is in Gilmore Girls. And I said, you haven't met him yet, but like that guy's in Gilmore Girls. Just haven't met you yet. <laughs> exactly. Cue the Michael Buble. I love that song so much. Um, <laughs> but you're going to laugh at this. Brett thought that Logan was a Lorelai interest. Oh. <gasps> really he didn't he's like i had no idea that he was a rory love interest he's like now of course i know Ooh, how crazy just from the bits of information that i guess he had been hearing because he's heard that name swirling around he thought that was a lorelei interest i am so upset that that got spoiled for him then because i would have loved for him to like get to that um don't put my number don't put my number okay Okay, put put my my number number. like would have died for him to be like wait this is Lorelai's love interest right (laughs) I mean it would have clicked for him then he would have been like oh okay um yeah but I just I found that really interesting because that was really the part of it I didn't want to spoil for him is the Logan of it all right because when we were talking about uh Richard's funeral yeah that to me I mean that was of course spoiled for him he said well I figured one of them was gonna you know they were gonna write that in eventually and I was like yeah no the reason they wrote that in is because he actually died and you can yeah g- you can google that that's not a spoiler yeah like, I, I figured passed. that he knew that but I guess he didn't <laughs> but I guess he didn't yeah Rest of in course peace, Edward Herman yeah but he didn't he didn't know that and so you know he's like honestly I thought that if either of them were gonna go it was gonna be Emily Ah. Uh. And I said, I wonder, I really wonder how that would have gone if that had been up to Amy um, and unfortunately not up to natural causes and, you know, just the universe. But um, yeah, so he didn't know that, of course, either. But the Logan of it all really um, surprised me that he thought that that was a Lorelai interest. But that was the one thing I really wanted to preserve for him. But I felt like. I mean, and he said this to me, too. He didn't want me to um, stilt the conversation in an effort Which didn't. to protect. I didn't think so, either. I also don't feel like he got too spoiled. I don't think he did, either. I mean, we were very um, we were very vocal about the fact that, you know, we believe that Logan is or that yeah. we feel like that's her best boyfriend. And but Eli felt that to some degree, too. And like her explanation of it, I felt was very... Um, analytical and not spoilery and like something that she talked about with us beforehand is like it's kind of hard to spoil a show like this it's like about someone's life i love what she said about this this was so fun but it's also one of those things where like if you don't want to get spoiled you have to avoid this at all costs it's up to you to not spoil it for yourself and i think that that's so important and she's so because like people comment all the time like i had to tiktok about um being like annoyed that people think like think the father of logan huntsberger's baby is someone else yeah um and someone was like spoiler and i was like boo boo this has been out for seven years oh my gosh (laughs) like yeah so sorry but like this is on you now yeah (laughs) it kind of is it's very true Rakuten is the most rewarding way to shop and save because members earn cash back on everything that they buy. Rakuten is a shopping platform that partners with over 3,500 stores across every category, including beauty, clothing, electronics, home, department stores, pets, and more. And as you all know, I love shopping through the Rakuten app. Every time I shop online, I always start there to see what the cashback deals are. It's incredibly user-friendly, membership is free, and it's easy to sign up. The best part is you can maximize your savings by stacking cashback on top of other deals because the app lets you know what the store sales and coupons are at your favorite places to shop. 
Speaking of favorite places to shop, I love shopping Anthropologie's post-holiday sale where they put their clearance on clearance. This year, not only did I get savings on top of savings, but I also got cash back by shopping their sale through Rakuten. Cashback rates are changing daily, so make sure that you check their site or your app to snag the best deals. Start all of your shopping at Rakuten.com or get the Rakuten app like me to start your saving today. Your cashback really adds up. Haley, I feel like most of our followers already know that we don't really drink alcohol, but we do love a fun beverage. Oh, we do. Both of us think a fun beverage and a chill night is the epitome of a good time, especially when that drink is a recess mood, which is a delicious sparkling water infused with functional ingredients like mood lifting magnesium and stress balancing adaptogens. So you can relax without the alcohol. I drink mine every night while reading, of course. Tara, tell everyone how you enjoy yours. Honestly, I usually drink mine while we're recording the podcast. (laughs) It's my favorite way to enjoy a recess. And all of our besties can get 15% off the Recess Mood Sampler Pack at takearecess.com slash GTS. Recess Mood is made with real fruit and comes in four delicious flavors like strawberry rose and raspberry lemon. But my personal favorite is the grapefruit tangerine. And with only 20 calories and no added sugar, it's the perfect way to chill. You deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com slash GTS and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. I don't know what it is, but cowboy boots are magic. Since they've arrived, I've worn my Tacovis boots almost every day. I have the Annie in Midnight. I know you have the Annie in Bone. I do. But they make me feel so powerful because, of course, it is my dream to be a cowgirl. Yes, I know this about you, but I also know <laughs> you've told me that you wear them while you write your book. I do. I wear them all the time because I also wear them when I get dressed up or when I'm sitting at my dress recording the podcast because they make me feel so bold and brave and like I can do anything no matter how I style them. Tacovis has carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality that you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service with boots for men and women handmade from the most premium leathers. And if you dream of being cowgirls like us or you're already Western to your core, Tacovis is the perfect brand to start with because they believe in Western for all. They don't only offer their handmade boots, but all sorts of head-to-toe Western staples. Perfect jeans to go with your boots, pearl snaps, bandanas, and cowboy hats. You name it and they'll get you outfitted. And if you can't make it into a store, Tacovis delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. So visit tacovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. And as a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovis has said that they will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 on tacovis.com. Just use the code Gilmore at checkout. That's G-I-L-M-O-R-E. It's about a $30 value and they sell fast, so they're always new styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter code Gilmore at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tecovis. Only at Tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. So we're here today to talk a little bit more about Logan Huntsberger. Of course, we had an episode two weeks ago about him, finally. And I mean, I think that there's always more to say. Yeah. I love saying that. Um, there's <laughs> always more to say um, about everything about the show, right? And we yeah. sort of scratched the surface on him, but talked a lot about him in regards to Christopher. Yeah. We compared him a lot to a lot of other people. We did. And, you know, I have three voicemails that I want to play today. We got flooded with voicemails which I absolutely love it was very hard to choose yeah can I be honest I'm a little nervous nervous? (laughs) 
I don't know. I feel like we had that episode and it was like, I finally got to the point and now I'm like, and now I'm under attack. No, 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 no. You're not under attack at all. What I find interesting is that like there were a myriad of opinions, right? Like there were definitely some people who called in were like, mm, nope, still hate him. But a lot of people who called in still loving him. Moreover, most people called in to just ask more questions, which is exactly what we want. Oh, we love. This one tickled me because like I said before, we had a deep conversation about how Logan and Christopher are kind of two sides of the same coin. But this caller called in with a little bit of a different opinion. Ooh. Hi, besties. Um, So I just listened to your Logan podcast and I just have to say, I'm, I'm just still laughing and sitting here processing that whole episode because I've been team Logan since the day I started watching Gilmore Girls but I didn't start watching Gilmore Girls until I was like in college so I watched it all the way through you know episode one all the way through episode seven or season seven and I just fell in love with Logan but I always thought the parallel was Logan was Luke and Jess was Christopher and I feel really dumb because after you guys read the Amy quote and like explained it and went into all the parallels I'm, like, sitting here contemplating my whole life and my whole understanding of the entire show. Um, and so I just wanted to tell you guys that. Um, but I just always thought, like, Logan was Luke because he was always there and they were just always, you know, kind of off. Like, there was just always an obstacle of them just, like, not being all the way together. And then every time something got really good, there was, like, a huge falling off kind of thing versus Jess was Christopher because he was always disappearing he was always not quite there, but she always just let him come back in and have this power over her the way that Lorelai did with Christopher. So I just, I don't know. I don't know how I missed that. And then you guys went really into detail over it. And I'm just sitting here completely blindsided and questioning everything I've ever thought about film girls. So I just want to say thanks, girlies. And I loved your episode and can't wait to listen next week. Have a good day. Oh my god! What an interesting take. Also, what a crisis you're experiencing. I know. I'm so sorry <laughs> to put you through this. No, I actually kind of agree in a lot of ways. Like I I've never thought it. of it that way. No, because I've like never all I can of that. think of is just coming back in. Let me hear your bell like is ringing out. And being like, I know you. I know you better than anyone. And I feel like Christopher <laughs> is that way with yeah. That's so interesting because, like, I think that when I look at it with, like, Chris and Lorelai, when, like, if Chris were to say, I know you better than anyone, I would say, like, it's a delusion that Lorelai also buys into because it's almost like she lets him know her better than anyone because it's like he knew her the longest. So she's like, that's true. You do know me better than anyone. You have a child with me. But, like, it's not true. It's almost like she is willing to believe it. Yeah. And I would see that. And I kind of think that's the same when Jess says that to Rory of like, I don't think it's true. I think it's a little delusional on Jess's part, but I think it that is. Rory buys into it. I think that Christopher has more of a right to say to Lorelai, I know you better than anyone. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Than Jess does to Rory. And again, yeah. I say that as a team Jess lady. But I think that when it comes to Jess, you know, he do- he is kind of unreliable when it comes to yeah. his relationship with Rory, which is similar to Christopher. And I, and I find it interesting that Logan and Luke were compared against each other because... Our caller is right. Like, for all intents and purposes, everything should be going swimmingly with Logan and Rory. And yet there is something that always kind of gets thrown in there that doesn't allow them the space to be 
yeah in a healthy happy relationship whether that's her or him and I do feel the same way about Lorelai and Luke and we've talked about that on here yeah I don't know it's so interesting I actually feel a little like mind boggled over that I'm having yeah me too (laughs) because like on the Logan and Luke side of it Logan really does show up for her and like support her I guess in a way that's kind of similar to Luke and Lorelai because Luke is never one to like unless they're fighting to like point out something to her that like might shift her in the right direction because people are like Jess got her back but it's like Logan was the supportive person who like really was the only person that was truly there for her while she was going through that and it wasn't until she was fighting with him that he started fighting back with her which Mm -hmm. is so Luke of him yeah because like when Lorelai starts yelling at Luke he's like "Uh uh-uh no like when they're yelling at each other in the street Mm -hmm. and she says go to hell and he says back at you or something like that right back Um, at you yeah um yeah no you're totally right so that feels similar um and the idea that, like, he's always going to be there regardless, like, even if he's in another relationship, he's yeah. always going to show up for her and do a big grand gesture like the Life and Death Brigade montage in the revival. That's very Luke of him. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Just, like, in the sense of, like, um, Luke is, you know, he will go out of his way to... Um, yeah, do to do grand gestures like the yeah. fishing pool and the ice skating. That's what like, to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I totally, That's more of what I mean. I totally hear you. Yeah, it's so interesting. It, it also takes me back, like, kind of pivoting into, like, the Rory, Jess, Logan of it all when, like, Rory goes to see Jess in Philadelphia and they kiss and she's like, I'm in love with him. You know, it's That's like. That's so Christopher of her. <laughs> well, I, I feel like it's almost Lorelai of her to run back to something familiar. yeah. In the hopes that it will, like, diffuse this pain she's feeling or anger yeah. she's feeling, resentment she's feeling towards the person she really wants to be with. Which for Lorelai is Luke and for Rory is Logan. <gasps> Ooh. Oh, Man. my gosh. Dang. My mind is boggled. I know, right? I can see it. I think that that's what's interesting about this show is, like, you can create those, like, we have, like, hard and fast things because Amy said Logan is Chris. It's like that seems to be like the only thing that people can think of. But it's kind of uninteresting to be like this character is this character and that's the only way it works. That I think it's like better writing, honestly, to make everyone a little bit of everyone. And to kind of see the full picture of how everyone can fit into different places. Which I think she has. You know, she she says those things. And I I think she stands by that. But she creates such flawed characters that you can pull a lot of flaws from different people and place them onto other people depending on their actions. I mean, yeah. Because immediately when you said when she went to go kiss Jess in Philadelphia, I'm like, Rory's Chris and Jess is Lorelai. And this is the Sherry situation from presenting Lorelai Gilmore. (laughs) Actually, not know and he's like i don't deserve this and you're like yeah oh you're so right i didn't even think about that you're totally right so i feel like we can like mix and match them all like it's a little grab bag of whatever the situation is is. (laughs) do you feel like you know we kind of talked about this um i believe that this was on our gilmore to consider on patreon we kind of talked about like what qualities Rory possesses from her father like what DNA of Chris's shows up in Rory and I kind of think that these moments when like she sleeps with Dean or she kisses someone else it's kind of giving Christopher it's giving Christopher (gasps) I didn't have that realization until just now until you said that and not in like a like a daddy issues way not like that it's more of like this is something that Christopher would do Mm -hmm. mm-hmm 
wow, we have to unpack that in a different episode. Fascinating. But, but <laughs> I do really love this voicemail. I thought it was very interesting considering we did spend a lot of our Logan episode comparing him to Chris. I know a lot of people yeah. kind of wrote in and they were like, I really wish this episode had been more about Logan as a character. Oh, you want another Logan episode? You want me Say to talk to more Haley. about Logan? Say less. I Done. actually <laughs> responded to someone and I was like, and not in like a critical way. I was just curious what that looks like to them. Like, what does it look like yeah. to break Logan down as a character as a whole? We can't break him up. We will build him up. To break him down? <laughs> no. We'll build him up to break him down. But I just don't know what that looks like when the yeah. character was built to kind of juxtapose against a, a character like Christopher. Yeah. And also to be a love interest for Rory. And yeah. as you mentioned, is one of the only boyfriends who doesn't stand alone in his own storyline that she has. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. know what I that don't... looks like. I do want to do it because I feel like I have more to say on my man, my man, my man. Correct. Um, but... Yeah, maybe call in with some ideas for what you would want that to look like. Oh, yeah, that's um, a great idea. Because I feel like I could go on literally for hours about this, but I feel like of just me talking at Tara and just recanting. That's all right. I'll bring recounting up <laughs> all my here. favorite episodes, <laughs> all my favorite Logan monologues, you know, just just going in on that. Um, yeah, maybe maybe we'll put up a little question box and um, do another Logan episode in the new year. And, I love um, it. That would maybe be so fun. celebratory for our man. Yeah, maybe for the Galentine's month when we kind of talk about boyfriends Ooh, anyway. That could yeah. be a really, really good episode. Maybe I love we'll it. have some celebratory episodes for all of the boyfriends because I think that Jess deserves one too. I'm not going to lie. I'm not a Jess girly. Don't say that anymore. Stop telling people that. <laughs> I've said nothing. <laughs> we had a guest next week and she told her that and I'm I just... I did. I said that you are a Logan girly. <laughs> But you I love Jess. I do love Jess. And I do think it would be fun to have an episode like that talks about his character in a positive light. Because, I mean, I think that we've done a fair share of criticizing him. So maybe that would be fun to have. Yeah. Maybe even for Dean. We could have a positive Dean episode. Wouldn't that be a challenge? <laughs> I'm always up for a challenge, but yeah. I'll think about that one. Maybe anyway. we'll have a team Dean girly on. Or a team Dean bestie. Oh, that's true. To... We've never really had someone on who really loves Dean. Yeah. Interesting. We're going to have to go on a hunt. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sure if we put out an APB for a Dean girly, like, there would be people. Yeah. No doubt. There would, there would be people. <laughs> I don't know where they person. are, but there would be people. There would be person. <laughs> but back to the Jess of it all, we had someone call in with a very interesting question that I am curious to hear your answer on. So let's hear from our bestie, Jessica. Hi, besties. This is Jessica again. Um, I saw, I'm going to listen to today's episode, but the question or even just scenario I have for you is in season six, when Jess comes back and why are you drop out of Yale? I heard, and I don't think it was true, that that was supposed to be the end of Logan. Once they broke up, that was it. And Jess was supposed to be the new love interest. Again, I don't think that's actually true. But since you're Team Jess and Team Logan, I'm a Team Logan girly, how do you think that would have played out if Logan did actually leave and Jess was her new love interest again? Just something to consider. Love you guys. Well, we love something to consider. I love that Jessica is Team Logan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's funny. I don't think I've heard this. Maybe I have. I've heard that. Have you heard that and before? I've heard that. Yes, and I don't... you're right. We have talked about this. And I don't know where these um ideas come from because it's like the sort of thing of like X was supposed to happen in this 
blank. Yeah, but didn't we talk but by about what this? standard? I feel like we talked like, about this, or was it just on TikTok that he was supposed to come back? I feel like I remember having this conversation with you that Jess was supposed to come back and be her love interest. But like, who said that? It's I don't kind remember. of like where did that yeah, where does that I don't come from? Where it came from, but I remember you and I having this conversation. I think you were the one that told me that. And I was like, "What?" And I don't remember cuz like maybe maybe it was the same sort of conversation of like where do ideas like that come from? Who said that? Was it like a Milo contracted thing? Like was he only brought back for two episodes in season 6? Was he supposed to be there for longer? Like did they end up going with Logan because Milo wasn't available? Like right. I don't know where ideas like that come from. But we can act like it's true yeah. in the spirit of things. And that's that's the only reason why I ask because I feel like we had this conversation before and I can't remember if we actually discussed it or if it was just mentioned in passing, like how we would have felt about that if Jess came back and was the love interest. Badly. Well, would you have felt badly about it because you're Team Logan? Absolutely. Okay, well, thank <laughs> you for your honesty. This is a Logan to consider episode. <laughs> And That's... I've considered Logan and Logan I would only. Hate it. <laughs> I don't know as a team I mean, as a team Jess girly, I would have loved to see it. I would have liked it to see it play out in like the um like the fan fiction of it all. Like kind of know what the trajectory was gonna be and then just undo it and go back to what we actually got. Mm. Um just to kind of know what it could have been. I think it would have been really interesting if he had shown up kind of like shook her back to reality a little bit and then she kind of gets her life back together goes back to Yale he is now like a bookseller published (laughs) author working at a printing press and the two of them can like somehow give this another shot I don't know that it would have worked out necessarily but it would have been really fun to watch Oh, for sure. It would have been so interesting. I wonder what their obstacles would have been. Um, Distance. He's in Philadelphia now. Yeah. Um, But that's always a boring one. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, is the one true enemy is distance, which is a fair one. Well, I think the obstacle would have been Logan. I think he would have eventually come back the same way that he did. And she would have had to basically choose between the two of them. Mm. Oh, I would have loved to see that. See, I was about to say I wouldn't because I hate love triangles. Yeah, but think about how exciting it was to watch Dean, Jess, and Rory. That's true. I actually liked that love triangle. (laughs) But I think it was also a little different because she was in a relationship with someone and then developed feelings for somebody else. It would have felt a little too repetitive in that case then because like she ends her relationship with Logan pops into a relationship with Jess. Suddenly Logan's back and is like puffing his chest out at Jess. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I feel like that would have been um, poor Jess can't just God, get a break Jess with this girl. Break. I know. <laughs> like he needs to just go back to his little Philadelphia hidey hole. I mean I really would have loved to see that. I don't know that it would have worked out and I don't know I didn't love that you know later in the season she kisses Jess and is like but I'm in love with this guy. I didn't love that because I just felt like Jess deserved better, especially at that juncture, um, given everything they had been through. That's Uh, rude. (laughs) I felt like he kind of deserved more than that. But I I do think that the ending to their story kind of being like, look, we are who we are. And like, this just isn't going to work. It's not meant to work. You know, I think that that was probably 
I don't want to speak for Amy, probably always in the back of her mind that that was going to be the way that it went. Maybe not. Maybe yeah. I'm wrong. But I think that yeah. had she even intru- like reintroduced Jess into Rory's life in that capacity, in a love interest capacity, um, after Let Me Hear Your Bell like us ringing out, I think that that's probably the direction she would have taken it. Yeah. I will say to that, I maybe wouldn't have wanted the love story to play out, but I do wish there was more Jess in season six Mm -hmm. because here we have Logan, my man. Um, But with that fight that they have, the next time we see Jess, like he sends her an invitation to this party at the printing press it's just such an odd jump to me that like they he yells at her yells in her face (laughs) um asking her what's wrong with her and then the next time she sees him she's like I'm also on a break with my boyfriend not on a real break he's just gone and I'm mad at him Mm -hmm. um we're still together though I would have wanted like maybe Maybe this can tie together the only time um, – I can't remember if I said this on pod or on Patreon, but, like, the only time we've ever drawn swords was in that episode about Jess and Luke and whether or not he came back for Rory or came back for Rory and Luke. Yeah. I would have liked him to come back for Luke and maybe be in Stars Hollow mm-hmm. and maybe, like, as all of this is unfolding between April and Lorelai that, like, Jess is there with Luke and maybe talking to Luke about it and Rory sees him and maybe there's some sort of, like – truce that's drawn between the two of them that like Mm. the next time we see him is not so like it's like not such like a stark sort of like I'm mad at my boyfriend I got an invitation from my ex-boyfriend to this thing in another state so Mm -hmm. I'm gonna go see him Mm -hmm. some sort of like impetus to make her want to because like the last time I saw this person was with them yelling at me yeah I'm gonna go (laughs) yeah and the time before that he was asking me to run away with him and I yeah. said, yeah, yeah, you're right. It does feel a little stilted and disjointed. But yeah. I do think that kind of bringing it back to the Logan of it all, I think that had that been the case, whether, you know, they still maintained some sort of friendship in like in the in-between episodes between Let Me Hear About Legs Ringing Out and what is the name of the episode where they go to Philadelphia? Uh, the, I think it's The Real Paulinka. The Real Paulinka. I think if between Let Me Hear About Lake is Ringing Out and The Real Paulinka, maybe we got something with Jess and Rory, whether it was a re-spark of their romantic attraction to each other or whether it was just friendship. I think Logan would have come back the same oh, way he did. Coffee cart absolutely. and all being like, hi, yeah. so we're good, right? Yeah. But it would have been really interesting to see it play out where perhaps Rory and Jess rekindle something. Logan comes back into the equation. There's a ton of, you know drama she ends up going with logan because she feels like those feelings aren't resolved and tells jess like you know we'll always be friends you'll always be important to me but like this is not right anymore she goes with logan finds out about the bridesmaids oh goes to philadelphia kisses jess i mean that would have been way way messy yeah but talk about messy season six (laughs) yeah exactly lots of drama um but yeah that would have been very interesting I don't know. I don't know what I would have rather seen. I would have really loved to see her and Jess rekindle their romantic something, I think, because just I would have liked that. But because you like that. (laughs) I like that. But I don't know that it necessarily I don't know if it services the story well, you know. Yeah. I just I I feel like I like Rory and Logan in six better than I would have liked to have seen Jess just because I'm a Logan girly. I get it. But 
The only thing I'll add to that is I would have liked more Jess as well to see what was going on in Jess's life because if you listen to Gilmore to Read with Kale Walther, she is also a really big Logan girly and she does not, she also doesn't think that like Jess was right in saying like I know you better than anyone um, and that like his character arc there is like we don't know anything about him. It's mm-hmm. like only like we know he wrote a book and then he works at a printing press and I in that episode I said he could have murdered someone and she said he could have murdered someone. And so, <laughs> so like that is kind of like the vibe there of like we don't know anything about him except yeah. for these like three facts that he has provided. Sure. Um, so, like, we don't know if he, like, owes the mafia money, if he's, like, you know, a hitman and we don't know. He's an sure. assassin. Sure. The story has why, gone crazy. I, I was going to say, I don't know why all of these things have just involved him killing people. Or he, like, broke someone's heart because she was not Rory Gilmore and it was not kind, yeah. you know? There's so many things that could have happened. So what you're saying is we need just fan fiction of everything that's transpired between seasons four Exactly. And six. When he became a spy. <laughs> And apparently an assassin. Okay, yeah, copy, and copy. a heartbreaker. I'll, I'm on but, it. But it's more of like I would have liked to have seen more of who he became and where his story had gone, and I guess like his history in the meantime. Mm-hmm. So we have more of an understanding on what Jess was actually like, because I think that this is really where, truly, where I feel like we romanticize Jess because we know nothing about him, so we can fill in whatever we want to make him like the perfect version that like he wasn't when he was younger Mm. so I would have liked to have really like had some you know something to back that up yeah I understand I totally understand that man I now want to build Rory Jess fan fiction season six (laughs) should we do that should we make a little storyline in the future of like what a Jess um storyline in six would have looked like honestly i would really love to do that I, just I've been for your heart for like a year that i really want to do a fan fiction writer's room segment for us because people love our fan fiction episodes and i think that that yeah. would be so fun to and like we just really like plot that out plot yeah. episodes out It'd be a lot of work but we'd have a good time it would be a lot of work but yeah. it would be fun it'd be a lot of but fun. at the end of the day what's super fun is that it's not true and that <laughs> she and logan were together in season six. <laughs> oh my god you're so funny uh, he would he would come back in this version like it would be very dramatic yeah he totally 1, would um it sounds but... like we'd still get the same outcome <gasps> Ooh, maybe i don't know so there's a just spark but we still get the logan ending do maybe. we still get I the mean, parting's again, ending I, th- I think that there's I don't know. I guess, I guess so. I don't know. We'd have to talk about it. We'd have to we talk would. About it. And like having said that, I'm like, if we have to delete partings for this storyline, I'm out. All right. <laughs> I'm out. Well, thank Hard you for But I'm really glad that Jessica called in. I love that question. I think that the idea of that is great. It sparks a lot of ideas for fan fiction. We did have another listener named Jessica call in with our last question of the day, which I am very intrigued to hear your answer. I think I might know what it is, but okay, let's find out. <laughs> Hi, girls. This is Jessica. Um, I love your podcast. I've been a Gilmore Girls fan forever. And I'm a team Jess girly, but I have to admit, after listening to your podcast, Haley has made me kind of a team Logan girly. I get it fully now. Um, and in listening to your episode, I know Haley asked Tara what her favorite Logan scene is, but I wanted to know what your least favorite 
Logan scene is. For me, it's, I can't remember what the episode is called, but it's when they have Friday night dinner, and it's like the crow's pog of it all, and Logan steals the little sewing kit, I think, and that whole scene is just so cringe for me. Um, so yeah, let me know. Thanks, girls. Love ya. Bye. Ooh, that one is pretty high up there from How Many Crow Pogs to Cape Cod. Yes, I was actually going to say that episode because I think my mm. instinct, of course, is to say like, you know, let me hear about Lake is ringing out, but it's such a great episode. And also but I also love that. Sorry. <laughs> but How Many Crow Pogs to Cape Cod, I don't love that conflict. I think it's so uncomfortable. And what I really don't like about it, and I don't know if you feel the same way, I do not like that he does not feel any inclination to get to know Lorelai, to like bond with Lorelai. I know that he's at her grandparents' house, but like this is your girlfriend's best friend in the world. Yeah. Her very best friend in the whole wide world. You know this about her. You know how much she means to your girlfriend. And you're just kind of, and Rory, I felt was kind of like leaving Lorelai out of it all like wasn't embracing Lorelai in the same way that she usually does I don't know I didn't love that it's so it's such an awkward situation because it's like why I think that this happens earlier in the episode of like that Lorelai wants to come to dinner and like it's like there's like a whole stipulation of if she comes to this one she has to come to all of the rest of them she can't just pick and choose according to Emily and Rory's like you can meet him and she's like no I want to go to dinner um So it's, like, kind of, like, in my opinion, on Rory, like, that awkwardness between the three of them, because it's, like, Rory, you have to have enough self-awareness that you're bringing your brand new boyfriend to Friday night dinner where your mom has not been and has had endless animosity with her parents, Mm -hmm. and you're not going to have them meet before this? Like, Logan, who, like, grew up in the same world that Emily and Richard live in, so he's going to have, like, that comfortable, like like charm that he's going to lean into because he probably doesn't know how to talk to someone like Lorelai who is like a genuine like good mother to mm-hmm. like his girlfriend so like he's more comfortable having like that fake charm than like the pressure of someone who like genuinely he would want them to like him totally um but it's just so awkward and I always think it's Rory's fault <laughs> You know, I I get where you're coming from. Like, she is the bridge between the gap, right? You know, so I I fully understand that. But I don't know. Just as, like, a partner, I felt this way. I've felt this way about a lot of Rory's partners. It's like, why would you not want to know the person that is the most important to her? I felt, honestly, Dean was someone who, of course, like, did end up kind of... uh, He got it. He got it. But at first, he didn't. At first, he did not get it. He (laughs) spoke to her like, my turn to speak. And he would do that a lot with her grandparents. Like, you know, he didn't make an effort to, like, really make an impression upon them. Jess, of course, as we know, did not give a shit about making an impression on anyone except anyone. (laughs) But with Logan, it's like, why, why are you trying to impress her grandparents? They're already impressed. Yeah. The person you need to impress is standing right in front of you. And like, yeah. where where is it? You know what I yeah. mean? I don't know. They put him in an awkward position. He then made the situation more awkward. And then Emily started talking about their kids. And I was like, this is yeah, not good for Yeah, the whole thing anyone. is so awkward. <laughs> it's so rough. But that's, yeah. that's probably my least favorite Logan that scene, scene is, him as, yeah. is him at Friday Night Dinner. It's pretty cringe. But in that same vein, like before I get into mine, um, I also hate that, like, Rory never, like, took him to Stars Hollow before, like, 
three hey, episodes. Yeah, five yeah. episodes before the end or of the before series. The end of the show, yeah. Yeah, and like that's another thing of like it seems like Logan would take Rory's lead in that regard of like mm-hmm. maybe she doesn't want me to spend time with her mom. Like maybe like I don't know, but it's like why would she not make that happen? Yeah, a lot sooner. Totally. I mean, in um, what's it called? Vineyard Valentine, they seem to start to like have a little connection. Yeah, she witnesses the way that yeah, Mitchum who speaks are you? to him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Mitchum Huntsberger. Who are who you? Are you? Um, <laughs> you know, I love that one. I haven't watched that scene in a second. I really should. You really should. Like really, you gotta get riled up. Yeah, it gets that energy up. Yeah. Um, I would say like that one is pretty high up there for me. Um, but I also like look to season seven a lot when it comes to Logan Mm. just because I find a lot of those scenes really awkward um because it like feels like it's not even fair honestly like I feel like I should pick from five or six because it's just all the things that are coming out of his mouth are just strange Mm -hmm. um like when he calls Rory I think he's in San Francisco at this point and he is talking to her he's wearing this ugly purple shirt and he is like well, don't worry, things are going to start looking up soon. And then, like, the next scene, he goes to Lorelai and asks for her permission to propose to Rory. Mm. For some reason, that scene gives me, like, such an ick because it's, like, he's, like, don't you worry. Your life is going to start getting a lot better super soon. I don't remember exactly what he says, but, like, that's the vibe. And I'm just, every time I watch that scene, I'm just, like, like, it just feels so gross. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, similarly the proposal but yeah. more so more so less than the proposal the scene afterwards where they're talking where outside they're talking outside i was gonna say that but too. like but i blame that on um the writers like well, of I course just, like, we blame it all on the writers. <laughs> i know but like the 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 one that like uh this jessica mentioned is more of like a i don't like logan in this scene but they wrote it really well for me not to like him i'm just trying to think of um others because like even when he is um yelling at Jess and like making fun of Jess's book Jess wrote a book and you made fun of him I did not or you mocked him I did not mock him Mm -hmm. um even that I love um yeah I know because even when it's you know conflicting it's still done so well yeah okay I will say one of them is um the scene after oh what episode is it it's say something Mm -hmm. and Rory gets back from borrowing Logan's car and helping Lorelai like after like her Luke breakup and um they have this like weird little conversation and like Logan kind of like backs her into a corner to make her feel like she was in the wrong because she was like invited to hang out but there were those people at his place and he right. didn't tell her about that poker. um and he was like I asked you to hang out like hang out doesn't have to be a solo activity and like the way that they talk about it he was like so there's nothing wrong that's one of my least favorite logan moments because it feels like it feels awkward because it's like you it was a miscommunication on both ends like so that one is always kind of like weird for me yeah no i uh it's hard because like like i said before my inclination is to say let me hear about like is ringing out because i don't love the way that he reacts but also it's so beautifully written and the i also love the way he reacts Yeah. yeah but like you know, the Crowpogs thing is just it's kind just of like awkward, awkward, weird. and then like the Icky. whole proposal in season seven is awkward and weird and out of character. Bad. So like, there are definitely some moments that are kind of like, ooh, um, yeah. <laughs> but I think on the whole, you know, obviously a lot of the moments that he has are usually pretty grand, well, well <laughs> executed. Yeah. yeah, 
another moment that I want your opinion on, mm. it's not necessarily like a bad or a good moment, is like when Logan does go to Lorelai to ask for her permission to marry Rory, ask yeah. her at least. Um, what do you feel about that? A lot of people are really mixed. In what way? Um, either they feel like it's like archaic that he like shouldn't have asked her or that like it was like a weird way to go about it that like to tell Lorelai who is like her closest friend um and I think that most people are like why would you ask her mother's permission why would you not ask her dad because that's traditional but like I don't know I actually really liked that he asked her yeah it shows that he understands that the two of them are very close and that like of the permission giving parents like she's probably the one that whose blessing he would want yeah Chris would not Chris would be no. fine. He'd be like, cool, great, thanks. Cool. Do you want to go? Do you want to go me uh, back to one of our old prep schools and sink a car? the place? Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think that he understands the relationship between the two of them. He himself has tried to forge some sort of relationship with her on his own in season seven. And he recognizes that she would probably want to know beforehand. I don't think she'd want to be surprised by that. I think she'd want to know. And yeah. You know, I think he asks because he wants her blessing. He wants to know that she approves of him spending the rest of his life with her daughter. And yeah, um, I actually thought it was great. Yeah. For all the things that were wrong about season seven, <laughs> I kind of liked that one. That's the one. A lot of people think it's like archaic to like ask the parents permission to marry the daughter of course, or the but son. I, I don't think that it's permission so much that he's asking for. I, I He says it in that way. But yeah, it's like that's what you're you say. asking for a blessing. You're asking yeah. for like, I want to know that you feel like I could take care of your child and I could yeah. like stand by their side. And nine times out of ten, it's formality. Like, yeah, not a lot of sure. people are going to be like, no, I want a dowry, <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> I want Logan Hunsberger. Maybe she should have said no. I do want a dowry. I want a dowry. But, you know, I think (laughs) that, like, yeah, it can be perceived as archaic because it's such, like, a weird tradition to follow through on. But so is, like, wearing white. You know, so is, Uh, you know, there are several things. I look so good in white. So, like. Oh, so you're fine. (laughs) But, like, you know, so is, you know, having a, a father walk their daughter down the aisle because they're giving them away. You know, they're no longer doing that. So, like, I think that. You know, if you're going to get down on asking for permission, then you might as well throw away the entire, you know, all like of all the formalities of, the of, of getting married, you know? That just made me realize, though, I would love Lorelai to walk Rory down the aisle. I mean, how beautiful would that be? You know, if I ever get married, I would want both my parents to walk me down the aisle. Like, I think that's yeah. very important. I think I'd want me to walk me down the aisle. I understand that, too. To give myself away. You're giving yourself um, away. I think that's... Or really just to... I guess I'm not giving myself away. I'm keeping yeah. myself. <laughs> You're keeping yourself and you're oh. sharing it with somebody else. Yeah, totally. I think there's so many different ways that that could go. So yeah. for me, I actually really liked that yeah. he went to Lorelai. He just understands that their relationship is incredibly important to Rory and that her mother's blessing. I mean, that's why he goes to her to write the letter. Yeah. Or oh, to kind see of that one get her blessing me. on like, hey, I'm really sorry and I need a way to like get her back. And if I can't, that's fine. But like, you're my last hope kind of a thing. Yeah. And so it's kind of similar in that he's like, if I know that you approve of this, boxes are checked. I want yeah. to spend the rest of my life with your daughter. The other criticism of it is that in understanding Lorelai and Rory's relationship, that it would have been a lot better to ask Rory and let Rory tell Lorelai about it that it should have been her chance to talk about it. But I feel like that kind of, you can go back and forth on that. It's like, if he hadn't told Lorelai, 
I feel like when Rory tells her, she'd been like, why didn't he say anything to me? Yes, exactly. Um, That's what I was just about to say. Yeah. No. I'm interested in other people's perspective on that, but I do. Yeah, I'm, I feel pretty confident about my opinion on it. I yeah. think it's a personal choice. You know, it also, yeah. it varies person to person. And when you know that, like, this show is literally written for Rory and Lorelai's relationship to be, like, abnormally close. They're more like best friends than mother and daughter. And, yeah. you know, so under that pretense, yeah, of course yeah. he's going to ask her mom. Yeah. In terms of, like, the writing of it, one of the reasons I don't like it is because it is so um, isolated that mm-hmm. it doesn't um, have any bearing on anything else that happens in the next episode or as the story continues because it's just something that Lorelai knows and it's, like, a um, like a tension that's building between her and this thing that she knows. Mm-hmm. But I wish that it would have, like, and I've talked about this, like, storyline before that I wish that it would have lent to a Lorelai Logan storyline mm. that like that would have introduced that she knows this thing that the two of them know mm-hmm. rather than it's a tension between Lorelai and something she knows I wish it would have been a tension between Lorelai and Logan mm. and something that they both know that Rory doesn't yeah um during that like party um so yeah. I think that's my only thing is like they that's the thing with season seven is they kind of let a lot of storylines that could have been beefed up and like fleshed out better yeah just kind of die fall to the wayside totally wow yeah i never really thought about that honestly i just kind of was like yeah he never says anything <laughs> to chris lorelei tells chris yeah which is and so chris, interesting but chris makes mention of that he was like i'm just supposed to ask the dad and it's like come on man come on man who's the dad <laughs> who's the dad she's both the mom and the dad she's the mom and the dad you are the christopher <laughs> Well, that's our Logan Gilmore to consider episode. I, we had a lot to discuss. I mean, there's even more to discuss because we had so many I more know. voicemails. Those were just the ones that I found that I was like, wow, I think that these would all flow really nicely together. Um, yeah. We'll definitely have more to say on that. Probably after the new year, we'll do another Logan yeah. Gilmore to consider episode, which would be really exciting. But the last thing that we want to mention before we sign off today is that we have a merch drop that is being released today. It is our coffee collection drop, which I know a lot of you have been patiently waiting for. We teased it yes. last month and everybody has been like where is it where is this (laughs) and because i have to say it's very very cute but this has been like a dream of tara's for like months and months and months yeah and like she had this idea so long ago i did and as we've gone through and like worked with the artists on it tara was like so particular i guess particular sounds negative but she was so specific about the colors she wanted Mm -hmm. and the sizing and the shape of all the coffee cups Mm -hmm. um because it's like all of the coffee options that you can get in stars hollow the stars hollow coffee collection Mm -hmm. if you will and i just feel like it turned out so well because really it's just did. this little it was like such a Terra dream project that yeah. like as she went on it I definitely contributed to it but it was no, definitely totally felt like your your My little baby. passion project yes. to like make sure that it was perfect yes. and I feel like it really was thank you yeah I um I love that this month we kind of came out with both of our not necessarily I know that the Connecticut cowgirl was not necessarily your passion project but it was your idea yeah, yeah. And it was something <laughs> that we had been talking about for also for a long time because we wanted a Lorelai like pink tie-dye t-shirt for a while that we just yeah. could not make could it not make yeah. happen it is hard to make custom tie-dye t-shirts um to release en masse but to finally see these two things come to fruition that we've been talking about since probably the spring yeah is really cool so i love that we were able to release a little bit of lorelei merch this season which has been really yeah. fun. i'm very excited about the coffee collection so it's finally out you can order it today at gilmore to say.com gilmore to say.com yeah and also keep your eyes peeled because we are going to start releasing some of our winter collections 
soon. We are yes. on our way. Smelling snow. Smelling snow <laughs> and staring down the pike of the holiday season. Yeah. Like if you love our fall gazebo, we will be re-releasing our winter gazebo mm-hmm. very soon Just very from exciting. last year. Yes, I'm very excited. Also, I'm very excited because next week we have a guest on our episode. We have Nava from Podcrushed, if you're familiar with that podcast, with Penn Badgley. And she is here to talk all things romanticizing Jess Marion. And we'll have more to say on that in the next episode. Mm-hmm.